Welcome back to Skin the Surface. My name is Dr. Rena Alau, and I'm your host for this week's episode. On today's episode, I'm going to be diving into different types of acne and really focusing and honing in on a specific type of acne called hormonal acne. And this is the most common form of adult onset acne. Acne is one of the most common reasons why patients come to see me as a dermatologist. For those of you who are listening and have experienced acne or pimples here and there, you can really understand how frustrating it is, how it can really affect your day-to-day interactions with other people, your mood, and, and really your, you know, how you go about your day. So really uncracking the code behind your acne can be really frustrating for many, including myself. And so the purpose of this podcast is not just to only talk about hormonal acne, but talk about what is out there in terms of treatment and what is on the horizon for hormonal type of acne. So what do I mean by hormonal type of acne? So if you experience blackheads and whiteheads, pimples and pustules, and deeper cystic bumps, those deep bumps that don't necessarily come to a head, in on your forehead, on your temples, kind of running down from your forehead to your temples, down to your lower cheek, jawline area, and even your neck and chest and back. If you're experiencing more of this type of acne later in adulthood, maybe in your 20s to 30s, even 40s and 50s, this could be actually consistent with hormonal types, a hormonal type of acne. Our hormonal effect, there are hormonal effects on the production of sebum or oil by our sebaceous glands or oil producing glands that actually may contribute to pustural acne, specifically around the places that I talked about before, the jawline, chin, and neck area. And so talking about this type of acne is really important and distinguishing it from other types of acne, more of that T-zone, adolescent acne, can be really helpful in terms of treatment. So if you're experiencing this type of acne, what should you do? Well, first step is to really make sure that you see a dermatologist, a board-certified dermatologist, because this is really helpful and essential to prevent any acne scars and to get your acne under control. When it comes to approaching hormonal type of acne, some things can be helpful. One, you know, asking certain questions and really diving into hormonal changes. Are you experiencing any other side effects or any other symptoms? For example, are your periods regular? Have you noticed that you have noticed any increased facial hair growth or unwanted hair growth? Are you having more dark black hairs or brown hairs or even white hairs in your chin jawline area or on your lower cheeks? Are you experiencing any weight gain, um, unexpected weight gain? Are you experiencing any hair loss? Do you feel like your hairline is a little bit more prominent? Do you feel like you have a widened part? Do you feel like you have diffuse shedding? Those are some things that you can think about and make sure that you mention to your primary care doctor, to your dermatologist, and even your OBGYN for those females listening out there because this these may be early signs or symptoms of something called polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS, not... If you experience these symptoms, doesn't mean that you have the diagnosis of PCOS, but this may be, you know, helpful information and blood work um, and additional testing may be helpful. For those of you who are interested in PCOS or concerned that you may be experiencing PCOS, experiencing PCOS, 
I recommend that you don't only talk to your primary care doctor, but reference our previous podcast episode where I talk with Dr. Rhodes and Dr. Flanagan about PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Now, just because you're experiencing hormonal acne does not mean that you have PCOS. So a lot of us, including myself, uh, experience hormonal type of acne. Hormonal type of acne may not just necessarily be worse with your menstrual period, but also can occur, you know, throughout your cycle. It can specifically, it, it tends to be a little bit more prominent during your menstrual period or right before your menstrual period. However, I've seen many cases where individuals experience that more hormonal type of distribution, but not necessarily experiencing always flares with their menstrual period. So it's not an, an absolute When it comes to hormonal acne, there's so much out there in terms of treatment. There's great topical regimens and also great oral regimens. So let's start with an oral treatment. So one of the oral treatments that your dermatologist may suggest is something called spironolactone. Spironolactone is an oral medication that is a blood pressure medication, believe it or not, but at lower doses, it can be used in the treatment of hormonal acne. And it influences the male hormone, um, specifically, um, which is the main, you know, player when it comes to this type of hormonal type of acne, or the cystic acne there. When you're on spironolactone, it is important that you talk to your dermatologist about the potential side effects of this medication, as it can cause some breast tenderness, some irregular menstrual period, it can um, cause some spotting, It may um, cause you to pee a little bit more throughout the night or throughout the day because it is a diuretic at certain doses. So it's really important to really talk about all the side effects before embarking on this medication. In terms of the topical treatment out there, there is some newer information out and newer studies showing the benefits of topical spironolactone. Though these studies are very small um, and sparse, there's some newer information out there and it is promising. Um, so it's important to think about this as an option, as a potential option, and to talk to your dermatologist. With more and more information and more studies out there, you know, I'm hoping that we get more information about topical spironolactone and the value of it and whether or not it is a helpful um, tool in the treatment of topical or hormonal type of acne. You know, whether or not it penetrates very well, you know, is debatable and controversial in some of the studies. Some of the studies show that it is beneficial. So it is important to talk to your dermatologist about this. It is um, available at certain pharmacies called compounding pharmacies. So also, you know, the availability of it, the cost of it, you know, um, may change over time as well as we get more information about it in studies. Other topical treatments that we use in our toolbox to treat not only hormonal type of acne, but also other types of acne, including comedonal acne, which means blackheads and whiteheads there, um, are a class of medications called retinoids. And I wanted to focus on topical retinoids. So there's prescription strength and there's over-the-counter now available as well. Um, These are really great to speed up our skin's ability to turn over, opening up the blocked pores, and evening out dyspigmentation, as well as promoting collagen synthesis. So they do have some anti-aging benefits as well. 
Um, in addition to acne treatment, topical retinoids are, you know, a great non-invasive way to help soften those fine lines and wrinkles. Now, when using these topical retinoid products, um, both over-the-counter and prescription, I recommend to all my patients with both oily and dry skin, sensitive skin, to really start two to three times a week and then increase it to nightly as it is very drying and and can actually be very irritating initially. Um, So you can do that. You can put it on at dinner time and then take it off at bedtime. That short contact period can be helpful as well to minimize or mitigate that dryness and irritation. Or you can mix it um, with a little bit of a moisturizer, use a little bit of moisturizer after it. That can also help um, with that dryness and irritation. So there's just some helpful tips for you. So typical retinoids are one way that we can treat um, not just hormonal acne, but also different types of acne. So that's one thing that you can think about. You know, in terms of other types of things that we can do in terms of treating topical hormo- uh, hormonal acne topically, you know, there's some great um, classes of medications called keratolytics, which essentially include salicylic acid, um, lactic acid, um, which just basically destroy the excess keratin and open up the clogged pores there. And that really helps to get in there um, and help, especially with those comedonal, the blackheads and whitehead type of acne, um, which is really caused by blockage of the hair follicle pores there by that you know extra skin lining um, of the hair follicle there. When it comes to acne, specifically hormonal type of acne, I often get asked about birth control and whether or not they should take birth control. Well, birth control, there are certain birth control medications that can be very helpful when it comes to treating hormonal acne. While being on birth control can be helpful for acne, there are some potential side effects to certain birth control medications, and it's important to ask certain questions when it comes to starting birth control for both your dermatologist and your OBGYN, and these include making sure that you fully understand the side effects, the potential side effects, making sure that you do not have a history of any blood clots. You're not, you know, smoking history is important. So it's really, you know, crucial that you, when you're starting birth control, understand the potential side effects and what birth control medications are, one, safe to be on, two, are a great treatment for hormonal type of acne. Now, when it comes to acne, we always want to think about the gut-skin relationship. And so we actually talk about this in our previous um, podcast episode where we interview Dr. Swathi Cannon, who goes over the gut-skin relationship and really focuses on what foods may potentially worsen acne there. You know, there are some, you know, studies out there specifically linking Western diets with acne and, you know, looking at the three different food groups that may stimulate skin breakout, breakouts. So I'm just wanted to go over the study with you and, and I really am excited to hear your thoughts on this. So please, you know, I encourage you to message us at Skin the Surface Pod on Twitter or on Instagram and let us know your thoughts about different types of foods that you may notice that may stimulate or worsen your skin breakouts. So number one, hyperglycemic carbs. So these foods are thought to 
cause these sharp spikes in our blood sugar. And this can increase, potentially thought to increase our oil skin production. Um, and so foods that are high in sugar, um, are, you know, typically processed or highly refined or have a lot of sugars in them, added sugars in them. And so could this potentially worsen our acne? Um, that's interesting. You know, there are some studies showing there, some smaller studies showing the link to this and, you know, but again, take it as you will take it with a grain of salt, um, just because these are smaller studies. Um, but if you notice a link with, you know, certain foods, it's important to also keep a food diary when it comes to treating your acne as well. Milk and dairy. So the thought that certain types of dairy, so Dairy products, for example, non-fat milk or products, um, dairy products that are high in estrogen are thought to stimulate um, the enlargement of our oil-producing glands and so, and um, possibly promote more inflammatory skin reaction or, or a cascade of events that promote skin inflammation there. It's interesting, um, you know, definitely, you know, some people have noticed a link, noted a link. Again, you know, the jury's out and whether there's a strong connection, but definitely could potentially um, impact our acne. And then of course, fat. So certain fats. So saturated fats, trans fats, um, you know, foods that are high in rich, foods rich in these types of fats um, may also promote um, the secretion of androgens um, or male hormones there um, as well. And this can possibly worsen um, acne or skin breakouts. So, you know, this is really interesting information and, and there's so many, you know, smaller studies out there, but I'm excited to see some of the larger, you know, studies out there really diving into the gut skin connection. Now, last but not least, when it comes to hormonal acne or any type of acne, washing your face is so important as it really helps to remove all of the oil, dirt, makeup, sweat that really clogs those pores and causes those breakouts. Um, so, you know, when it comes to choosing a face wash, it really is important to figure out what your skin type is. Do you have more dry, sensitive skin? Are you more oily, acne prone skin? Um, and then figuring out the type of your skin tone, your skin type is important, but also focusing on the ingredients. And so in my previous episodes, I always say it's all about the ingredients. It really is. So when you're looking at your face wash, you want to look at the ingredients. So if you're looking for exfoliation, then you want to look for ingredients such as salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide. Salicylic acid, like I mentioned earlier, really helps exfoliate. It's a keratolytic. It gets in there, gets rid of the dead skin cells that really clog the pores. Benzoyl peroxide is another great ingredient, has wonderful antimicrobial properties, um, but it also helps to kind of get rid of the dead skin cells that clog the pores as well, um, so that can be helpful. For those of you who um, have a face wash or toner that contains AHA, um, alpha hydroxy acid, well, those are also great for exfoliation, um, and they also help removing excess skin oil. Um, AHA 
is an ingredient that helps to really remove all those dense, dense skin cells as well. Um, it has been shown to also be great for those who have more of the oily skin type because it helps to manage that oil or sebum production as well. Um, now, when it comes to um, looking for something very gentle and hydrating, you want to look for ingredients such as ceramide, glycerin, shea butter. Um, you want to look for um, ingredients that you know are gentle but at the same time won't clog your pores. Niacinamide is another example of a nice gentle moisturizing ingredient in both moisturizers and cleansers that can be really helpful when it comes to managing your acne. I will definitely make some recommendations on our website about some of my favorite uh, face washes um, and cleansers. I do not work for any of these companies. These are just my personal opinion um, and my professional opinion as a dermatologist. And again, I look at all the ingredients and all the products that I use because ingredients are important. It's really important to be an educated consumer. So when it comes to choosing the products that you want to use, make sure that you really focus and, and, and teach yourself about the different types of ingredients. So if you have any questions about any of what we discussed, feel free to shoot me a message on Twitter at SkinTheSurfacePod or on Instagram. That is all I have for this week's episode. Hope you guys all are staying safe and healthy. Have a good one.